You're listening to From the Beginning. I'm Jen Dudley. And I'm Griffin Caprio. And this is our show about podcasters, their origins, and how they came to create a podcast. In this episode, we're talking with Colin Keeley, founder of Bevy, which provides all the rental equipment you need to have awesome experiences. Colin is also the host of the Tech in Chicago podcast. In the discussion with Colin, I really appreciated talking to him about Bevy, specifically because they're built around the idea that experiences provide more joy than possessions, which frankly, I think is an awesome idea. Is there anything that stood out for you, Griffin? Yeah, I really liked Colin's approach to using the Tech in Chicago podcast to highlight and focus businesses and the and the community here in Chicago. It's something that's near and dear to my heart and something that I've focused on in the past as well. So it was great hearing about his experience. So here's Colin's story from the beginning. So we're here with Colin Keeley, CEO and founder of Bevy, which provides everything you need to have awesome experiences while helping you live your best life, all while owning less. Since early 2016, Colin has also hosted the Tech in Chicago podcast, where he sits down with Chicago's top founders and investors to talk about the amazing companies being built right here. So Colin, thanks for joining us today. We're really excited to chat with you. You bet, guys. Glad to be here. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about Bevy? Sure. So you kind of covered it, but Bevy provides everything you need but don't want to own for amazing experiences. So our goal is really to create a world where you aren't restricted by the things you own. So this is everything from uh, everything you need to go camping, tailgating. If you're trying to host a karaoke party, you're going to go to the beach. We'll drop off everything you need to do that and we'll pick it up when you're done. That's awesome. And um, how long have you been running that? Uh, We got started a little less than a year ago. And have been really ramping up over the last six months or so. Gotcha. And you know, going for a little further back in time, um, you uh, had previously run Tech in Chicago, a podcast about um, founders and, and entrepreneurs here in Chicago. Um, and it sounds like that was a little bit uh, before Bevy. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of fell off of it. I took Bevy through the New Venture Challenge Accelerator. So that took up, up a, a lot of my time. But I'm going to be getting back to uh, Tech in Chicago here shortly. Um, yeah, I started so, it roughly two years ago. So tell us, um, why did you decide this to do a podcast? So I guess there's two different motivations at play there. I'm a huge you know, technology podcast listener, and you always hear the same New York and San Francisco startup stories. I thought there'd be a market for a Chicago tech startup, and I looked, and surprisingly, there wasn't one. So I figured, why not do it myself? And then personally for me, it's just a networking machine. You show up with two microphones, uh, go to the most prominent people's offices in Chicago, and they're happy to talk to you and sit down with you for an hour and answer your questions. Yeah, I can imagine that's a very um, uh, a very good sell for for people here in Chicago, especially other entrepreneurs looking to you know talk a little bit about their business as well. Do you think uh, now that you have Betty, is there a connection between the podcast and the business when uh, you decide to kind of start it back up? Uh, yeah, it's definitely. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. I kind of like what you guys are doing and trying to tell your story as you're building a product and all the trials and tribulations that come along with it. I think that could be really interesting. And also just, I mean, a content marketing perspective, keeping Tech in Chicago what it is today, I think could be just as effective. Uh, Our target customers are really these people that use Spotify for music, Uber to get around, Netflix for TV, and they're listening to podcasts all day long. So it's kind of the same one of the same people. So you can kind of 
you know, target your audience for one with the other? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Come back to me in six months. I'll let you know how it plays out. Yeah, same here for sure with what we've got going on. So we'll have to do a follow-up. I think that's part of the fun is the uncertainty. So, yeah. So what do you think, uh, what do you think has been the biggest lesson as you uh, were recording and publishing Tech in Chicago? Like, what did you learn throughout that journey? Um, I guess uh, there's a lot of different ways you could take this question. Uh, So I think anytime you start a new venture, you always hope you get a lot of learnings out of it, whether it succeeds or fails. So I've learned just a ton around, you know, marketing, content marketing, you know, uh, just putting stuff out into the world week after week. It's hard. You always want to keep perfecting and perfecting, but eventually you just have to hit publish. Then on the other side of it, I mean, just speaking with all these wildly successful entrepreneurs, uh, there's a lot of different ways to become successful. I think the one trend that I saw across all of them was that they had some larger mission. They weren't just trying to make money. They had they you know, saw something that they wanted to exist in the world and they actually built it and made it happen because it, uh, otherwise it kind of sucks. Uh, being an entrepreneur is really, really hard and you need something to you know, get you through those hard times and a larger mission really helps. Is that something because you've started other companies before Bevy and unrelated to the podcast, is that correct? Yeah, I've been a part of founding teams uh, for sure. Do you find after having all of those conversations throughout all the episodes of Tech in Chicago, do you feel like starting Bevy for you, that you were coming into that from a different place than you would have otherwise? Uh, you know, having that network around you of people that you could lean on and get advice from really supercharges everything. And obviously going to business school is also pretty effective in that. So those two different networks have been uh, very, very helpful saved a lot of uh, mistakes I could have made potentially otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's one of the things that we're excited about talking to so many people in the podcasting space for us with starting our business. So I can understand that. You had mentioned the need or the benefit of having a mission or, you know, really caring about the purpose behind the business that you're building. What is it that you find most engaging or most energizing and motivating for you as a founder? So with Bevy in particular, I'm a big believer in the experiences provide a whole lot more joy than possessions. And I think there's a lot of science nowadays that supports that. In the US, we've kind of moved too far into the consumerism area where people are kind of defined by the things they own and the nice house and everything. And I think there's a, at least to me, an inevitable future out there where people own a whole lot less and they just access things as they need them. Uh, bringing that access instead of ownership to the more real world is kind of the driving mission for us. I love that. I've been, it's something I've thought about for a number of years since I moved to Chicago. You know, when you move somewhere like Chicago, you just have less space. So you can't have as many things, but there really hasn't been a great way of sharing things as an alternative. That, yeah, that's exactly our founding story. I was living in a, a small but nice apartment in Wicker Park, and we just had zero storage. So I found myself going back to my parents' house in the suburbs way, way too often. And you just feel kind of crazy you know, driving an hour to drop stuff off and pick stuff up. Yeah, I can definitely imagine that that gets uh, a little old. And in fact, probably <laughs> gives you a good indication of the things that you are and are not actually using in your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So... When you were when you were kind of doing 
Tech in Chicago and, and the podcast. What, if any, uh, interactions did you have with your, with your listeners? Uh, so this is a huge problem in the podcast world. You basically upload an MP3, you throw it into the void, and you hope you get a little bit of metrics around like how many downloads you get. But that's pretty much about it. So the biggest interaction I got was from Twitter. I started up a Twitter account and basically funneled all my contact for the podcast through that. So you build up a following there, and that's basically how you interact with people. But you don't get great feedback ever, really, on things, just every once in a while. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, like you said, a pretty common refrain that, that we're, de- we're you know, hearing as we, as we talk to more and more people. Um, so given, given that your, your interaction with the listeners are, uh, uh, leave something to be desired, what, what do you think your goals are for, um, the podcast? How do you intend on kind of like measuring the impact or do you even t- intend on it? Uh, so I'm going to be advertising Bevy through it. And so I'll have like referral codes and I can track the conversion rates and stuff like that. Uh, and then personally, it's just like, do I still enjoy it? Am I still learning a lot? Am I getting something out of it? And that to me is probably more important at the moment. And that's, I mean, I plan to have some version of the podcast. I think the rest of my life, it's just a great way to reach out and learn from interesting people. Do you ever think it would expand into multiple podcasts? Uh, You know, people have asked me that before. I'm not opposed to it. Like running a media organization, I think is interesting and people are doing very, very cool stuff out there. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Leaving your options open? Yeah, yeah. I definitely like it. I think the media sta- space is fascinating, for sure. So you've talked about having interesting conversations. When you're thinking about what kind of guests to have on your podcast, either for future iterations or in the past, where do you go about or how do you go about making those connections? Um, so once you have... An audience and people know you have an audience you get a lot of inbound requests from pr folks or different founders and companies so i I weed through a lot of those i'd say the best ones are from you interview a founder you interview an investor and then you ask you know who else do you think would be really good to have on or who else uh so i do a lot of that and then also people that i just think would be interesting um and i have something in particular to learn from them so i at this point, I have like three connections to basically any, anyone I could want to meet in Chicago. And I just ask for a warm intro and people are generally happy to come on. Yeah, that's awesome. I think especially with um, podcasting in general and then Chicago in particular, I think people are very excited to kind of come on and tell their story and, um, you know, have a, have a good kind of heartfelt discussion. It, it's something I would say we as like Chicago tech folks are probably not as good at as other, other cities, other tech communities is like pounding our chest and telling our stories. And I don't know, not the Chicago way, unfortunately. Very true. Very true. It's a city that works, right? Yeah. So as you look at uh, kind of um, the idea of restarting the podcast, balancing Bevy, what do you think your current, what do you think your challenges are going to be? Or what do you think your hurdles are? Uh, So the biggest issue for me is it's interesting to have an interesting and fun conversation with you guys or with someone one-on-one. And then after the fact, it's just like the editing and the putting up a blog post. I just, I don't enjoy that. And I've never outsourced it. And I, I just am uh, too much of a perfectionist around editing, for sure. Just got to put stuff out there. So is it the perfectionist piece? Is that why you haven't outsourced that previously? 
Yeah, uh, I've had friends that have had some success doing it, but they always end up going back and doing some of it themselves. Um, uh, yeah, I guess you just have to find someone good that you trust to do it. Gotcha. Um, so given given that you're getting back into the swing of things with doing the podcast and um, you know, kind of balancing Bevy, do you think there's anything that in your workflow that you'll need to change uh, or update or... Um, maybe absorb in uh, when you restart the podcast? Uh, you know, I know there's new stuff out there. I haven't really looked into it. If you guys have any great recommendations, I'd be open to it. But I, I could talk about my workflow if that would be of use to you guys. Yeah, actually, that'd be great. Uh, so I use record everything on a Zoom H4n uh, with Sure microphones, pop it into my computer, put it in a Logic Pro X, and then... I edit and I cut out, you know, the dead spaces, the, I don't know, when people are drinking coffee or the ums, if there's too many of them or the bad answers, that takes time. Then I write up a blog post as I'm uh, editing for the most part in a show notes. Then I toss it all up and the website's hosted on Squarespace. Nice. And so you do all of your interviews in person? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's preferred if possible. You know, we've been doing a lot of ours remote and you lose something, I think, not having that face-to-face contact. Oh, 100%. Yeah. For me, uh, like a networking is a big portion of it and building those relationships. You lose a lot of that online. And then I think you also, you run into audio issues. Like I could guarantee both people are on studio mics and I know that's going to be good. And obviously, we bumped into issues uh, uh, the previous week. So it comes up. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned... Um kind of like your, your workflow, do you take a look at uh, any of your analytics or any of your data afterwards to see kind of, you know, what's happening there? Yeah, so I'm on, moved to Libsyn, I think it's how you pronounce it, which basically all the big podcasters use, I believe. So, I mean, I keep tabs on it, but I don't really do a deep dive on analytics. I know now you can kind of see where people are falling off. So I think that would be interesting, but that didn't exist when I was uh, more active. Gotcha. Do you, do you spend any time talking to anybody in the podcast community uh, at large? So people that are either other, other podcasters or other people involved in creating and producing podcasts? Uh, I have a couple friends with large podcasts, and then people know me as a podcaster. So basically anyone in my uh, friend group that is thinking of starting a podcast reaches out, and I'm always happy to help people. And I've written a few blog posts that just like, kind of the how-tos of getting going because there's a lot of, I don't know, unnecessary complications with starting a podcast and it helps to have some direction. Gotcha. So you're the podcast guy in your circle, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're all that for something in our circles. Yeah. It's a popular thing. Everyone's starting a podcast nowadays. Yeah. And I think as with most things, there ends up being more friction just in the getting started, which tends to be what prevents people from jumping into something new. So having someone to kind of pave the way there, I think is certainly helpful. So what do you think, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the podcast, you're learning, you said, um, as long as that's, is, is happening, you're, you're very happy doing it. What is your, what is your dream scenario? You know, we talked about running a media company as a, as an idea earlier on. Is that, is that kind of like where things would take you or is the podcasting always going to remain kind of like a, um, an addition to your current or your main, uh, your main job? I, I think it would probably always be a side project for me. Yeah, you know, I like 
producing content, I think it's super valuable, but, you know, producing a, a product like Bevy or a service like Bevy that improves people, people's lives and kind of has some impact on the world more so is really my goal for now. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in all of the interviews that you've done with various founders and VCs, do you have a go-to question or sort of a signature question that you like to ask? Uh, it always morphs. I'm always trying out new questions. And when I listen to mm-hmm. other podcasts, I write down like, oh, that's a really good question. I'll make sure to keep that one and ask it. The one I always liked is, how did you get your first customers? Uh, it really sucks going from like zero to one. It's easier when you're, you're an established company and you're going from like seven to 10 or something. But how did you convince those first few customers to buy? And you know, how did you have to change your product? And what did you learn from that? All those things are kind of encompassed in that simple question. So is have you had somebody ask you that question in terms of Bevy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so can you share that with us? I'm actually curious now. Uh, so I had the benefit of launching it while in school. So a lot of the first customers were you know, people somewhat connected to the school in some form or another. And then if you could find other communities that are supportive to you. So like different Facebook groups, like neighborhood Facebook groups are pretty effective. I joined a lot of those in Chicago and then people are supportive from there. So finding those first, you know, uh, passionate customers are really valuable. That's awesome. That's awesome. uh, So Bevy is always a bundle of equipment um, that make up an experience. Mm -hmm. So you're always iterating on what's included and what gets dropped. So at the end of we have a nice touch point with our customers and then we pick up the equipment right after they used it. So we can always ask, you know, what you use, what do you like, what didn't you like? So we're always dropping stuff. That's awesome. You have sort of a real-time feedback at that point. Mm-hmm. And I imagine to your point about making a difference, that the mission behind what you're doing is something that's really attractive to your customers as well. Because I'm guessing there's probably a lot of people that are looking to, you know, have a smaller footprint, really. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our customers get it immediately, which is kind of funny because when you talk to uh, some older investors, they're like, why would I ever want to rent anything? I don't get this. I would just buy it and store it in my huge garage. But yeah, our, our millennial customers that live in small apartments get it right away. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, especially with more and more people kind of staying in cities longer, that it's uh, 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 a much better attractive uh, proposition then. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you or learn more about uh, Tech in Chicago or Bevy? Uh, so I'm active on Twitter. That's probably the best way to contact me. It's just at Colin Keeley or it's uh, bevyme.com if you want to check out Bevy or it's Tech in Chicago on Twitter as well. Got it. And we'll make sure, we'll make sure all those are included in the show notes with uh, relevant links to, uh, to all the different sites and, and podcasts. Uh, fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, Colin, thanks again for joining us today. I enjoyed hearing about Bevy and how you got started with tech in Chicago. I'm really looking forward to catching up with you in a few months and seeing where things are. This has been another episode of From the Beginning. Editing and theme music was provided by Roy Matz. Thank you for listening. 